Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Wild Rose in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Wild Rose is kind of a 2019 film, kind of a 2018 film. Uh, Like many festival films uh, that I see on Letterboxd, this is listed as 2018. It came out in theaters uh, in 2019, uh, having a late June release. It premiered September of 2018 at TIFF. Uh, and then in October of 2018, it was at London Film Festival, played at Glasgow, Wisconsin, South by Southwest, Tribeca, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Finally opening in theaters uh, June of this year. Great. And I finally got to see it. I, this is one I've been looking forward to uh, for a while. It is directed by Tom Harper. Uh, This is the only film of his that I've seen. It stars the talents of Jesse Buckley, Sophie Okonedo, Julie Walters, Jamie Sivs, James Harkness, Ashley Shelton, Casey Musgraves, Craig Parkinson, Janie Godley, and others. And uh, it generally follows Jesse Buckley, who plays Rose Lynn Harlan, who is from Glasgow. She is Scottish, and she wants to be a country singer in Nashville. Uh, Jesse Buckley, who is the star of Chernobyl, which I haven't seen, I've heard amazing things about, so you might know her from that. Uh, I also, I'm familiar with her uh, more so from Beast, which is another, which is a 2017 film of her, that I saw her in that I really enjoyed. I thought she was very good. And uh, that's about it. I've only seen her in the two films. And I loved her in Beast, and I was very excited to see her in Wild Rose. And it didn't disappoint. So, start of the film, she is uh, released from prison. And uh, it takes us a while to figure out what happened and and how she got in there. Uh, But that is ultimately revealed later on. She returns home to her mother, Julie Walters, her two kids... Um, I don't know who plays the kids, but she has two kids, a daughter and a son. Uh, she's been in prison for about a year, and she goes back to the Grand Old Opry of Glasgow to try to get her job back. She was the sort of house singer at this place, and now they don't want anything to do with her. So she ends up getting a job working as a cleaning woman for Sophie Okonedo, uh, who is, I don't really know what she does, uh, but she's very wealthy in the film and, and very well off and is willing to offer enough. You know, not a lot, but enough. And so the starting, the first act of the film is kind of just trying to get Rosalind back into life, back into a real life, into a, a structured uh, stable condition, uh, taking care of her kids, being their mother, 
having a paying job and and just content with things with with the world around her and in that essence i think it's a little i don't know it's kind of by the numbers it's nothing special at that point the turn for me comes uh it's not super deep into the movie maybe half an hour in when while cleaning sophia canada's house she breaks out into a song and i i loved what harper did with this scene as she's you know vacuuming the house and singing this song and the music is playing for her through headphones and she's as the camera pans around her slowly band members appear in the house playing the music uh, which i really thought was an interesting uh approach i wish there was more of that in the movie uh, I, I i think that was really fun and there just isn't uh, but but i wish i wish she'd taken a few more risks like that and by uh, uh sofio ganito's kids show up and catch her singing and they kind of become really obsessed about it and this slowly kind of snowballs into uh Sophia Canito kind of advocating for Rose, uh, being a supporter of her, getting into country music, and, and hope, you know pushing Rose to pursue her dream and, and trying to help her get there. And that's the direction. All right, I'm not going to say any more than that about the plot. Jesse Buckley is magnificent in this. Uh, she sings. And has a beautiful voice. She is able to elevate the material, which at times can be a little by the numbers. And she is able to make it emotional. You know, when she shares the scene with Julie Walters, her mom, uh, you know, it's, it's, you can feel, you know, this internal struggle. You know, this movie is about following your dream or, you know, kind of settling for the life you have, and not that necessarily, not settling necessarily in a bad way, but just, this is the life I see in front of me right now, and I can be happy with it, or there's a part of me that is passionate about this other thing, and pursuing it might come at the expense of what I already have, and so that is the primary conflict, and most of that is represented through Rose and her mother, Marion, Julie Walters, and the conflict between those two characters. Uh, I, I think the two women play it beautifully. It really shows Buckley's range, you know, from... Man, when she she gets out, uh, she appeals at one point to have a ankle monitor t- uh, taken off and... When it ulti- when when the decision comes through, she returns to um, the 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 Grand Old Opry that she used to work at. In the middle of the new house band set, takes the microphone from him and just bursts into a brilliant brilliant rendition of a song. You can just see the energy in her face, hear it in her voice as she's dancing and performing and just. The character in that moment is on fire. And to contrast that with how down 
and dour and bland she feels at some of the other points of the movie. It just, I'm so impressed by her. Now, like I said, this is a 2018 film. I really wish it was 2019. If it was 2019, she would be very much toward the top of my best performance list for a lead. As such, uh, she is currently part of the shortlist, I guess I would say, for the Honorary Oversights um, Award, uh, which, if you're not familiar, when I do my Circle of Film Awards for every current year, I also add a, a... maximum of two honorary oversights so uh in the past that has included films like um birdman no not birdman uh what's it called shoot what's the name uh it has bird in it doesn't it did it last year let me look i didn't do it last year there weren't any for 2018 but Oh, where did I put them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why is this so frustrating? <laughs> um, here we go. In tw- so last year, Beast for Jesse Buckley was one of them, as well as Anna and the Apocalypse for songs. Uh, the previous year, there was Lady Macbeth and Personal Shopper. Not Birdman. I was thinking of a different movie. It's an animated movie that I thought was really good. Uh, that nearly made the cut, but didn't quite get there. So this could potentially be the second time Jesse Buckley misses uh, a nomination because of release issues, uh, but still recognized. So outside of that, um, you also have uh, this side story between Buckley and Okanedo's characters, and that starts out very simple and straightforward uh kind of surreal in a way just how supportive okanito is of buckley uh, is of rose and uh, you know susanna okanito's character is just head over heels for rose and her voice and her talent and you can see why but it does feel you know this is a movie not based on a true story as far as I'm aware. And it kind of gives off the impression that, I don't know, it just seems too easy. You know, anytime something feels too easy in a movie, that means, you know, the other shoe's bound to drop at some point. And eventually, uh, that happens. Uh, not exactly in the way you would expect. I had a thought of what was going to happen when the sort of shoe-dropping scene took place, and uh, it didn't go the way I expected it to. I was glad to be subverted. I also think uh, what actually does happen makes more sense and is more realistic, and I'm pleased that that's... I, I, I really praise the writing for making that choice. Uh, the writing from Nicole Taylor. Uh, the only thing I've seen of hers, she has only has one other credit on Letterboxd as a writer, which is a, it's like a mini-series. So, yeah, mini-series. Um, right, uh, Wild Rose. I think 
at best, at its best, uh, this this movie really tries to find a way to convince you that you can have, you can pursue your dreams, you can follow your dreams without sacrifice, without ultimate sacrifice, I guess I should say. And it may not be perfect. It may not be the pinnacle of, of what you're hoping for, but it is infinitely leagues, miles, fathoms better than not pursuing them, not even trying, not even making that attempt or, or, or taking that leap. And I think that is a, a great message, and, and I think the movie conveys it very well. The pacing in the movie is, is a little weak. Uh, there, there are, there's a moment, and I guess it's about an hour and 20 minutes in, where it really, the, the momentum of the film just grinds to a halt. And then there's a whole nother, like, plot thread that has to be resolved. And when you step back and kind of look at the direction the film takes, I, I get why it does, why it needs that extra resolution. But within the film and experiencing it as it's happening, it really kind of leaves you hanging. It, it, it really, it's it's kind of, it, it just, the flow gets broken up. And so, you know, I, for me at least, invested, 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 want to see where this is going, and then there's this, a decision that is made and a direction that the character takes. And we sort of play that out for a minute and I'm like okay the the pace has slowed down the momentum has stopped we are you know sort of languishing in this feeling now and then kind of all of a sudden we're picking back up and we're racing again and it's like oh my goodness like where did this come from why was this so poorly I don't know the, the editing or, or the writing or whatever it might be uh, kind of I don't know it was kind of distort distorting and and threw me off a bit threw me off uh but i don't know wild rose i'm not the biggest country fan i like country music fine casey musgraves makes a small appearance in this film she's not really a character uh i really like her music uh i've uh, you know here and there there's a couple of country songs that stick out to me but nothing i, I wouldn't say i'm a fan of country music and Every song in this movie is just packed and filled with life. And, you know, maybe that's, you know, partially because of Jessie Buckley and her performance and her voice. But, I you know, I, I couldn't say it's not also partly the words and, the you know, just the, the, the way it sounds and, and how it's written and what it's about and, and the truth of it all. And I just, I really, really... I really found so much to enjoy in this movie. It's about a hundred minutes long. Um, it's it's not as I don't know it's not as upbeat as I might have thought it would be going in. You know, you look at the poster; she's you know cheering. She's got her arm up. You know, she's clearly excited. You look at the cover art at the top of the page on Letterboxd, and it's 
part of her performance when she has just um, gotten the decision from the judge about her ankle uh, monitor. And those are very exciting and very upbeat moments. But this movie is filled with a lot of a lot of valleys, a lot of a lot of peaks, a lot of valleys, and it's not easy to. You know, you have to wade through some of it a little bit. And I don't mean wade as in, like, it's a slog, it's boring, it's unexciting. But, you know, there's... The movie never forgets that there are other responsibilities. That there are other um, things in her life. That she's not just herself off trying to be a music singer or a country singer. Uh, She's... A mom with two kids. She was in prison. She has responsibilities. She has a job. She has this, that, and the other. And uh, you know, I'm I'm pleased that the movie was able to keep up and keep keep in, in in sync with those elements because it's hard to you know every once in a while. Sometimes movies forget those things for a while, and I, I really appreciate that Wild Rose doesn't. I, I'm glad it does, and. Even when it's uncomfortable to watch, even when it's disappointing, when you know you're like, "Oh no, how can she decide to do this thing?" or "Or why can't she just go for it?" or "Why can't she just, you know, why can't she balance these two elements of her life better?" and and you you, you still get it, you know. It all comes from a place of um, compassion. Not maybe not even at first, but ultimately it pl- comes from a place of compassion. Uh, so I, I really liked Wild Rose. I think it's a lot of fun. I think if you can find it near you, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, I ultimately ended up giving Wild Rose a seventy-seven, so a fairly high score. That would, if it technically counted as a two thousand nineteen film, would currently rank number five in twenty nineteen. Uh, as a 2018 film, it is currently uh, ranked about 29th from last year. Ranked 29th last year overall. So, pretty good position ultimately, and uh, a movie I'm very happy to have seen, and, and hope others can can check it out and will enjoy it. Uh, other than that, you know, one fi- I think it kind of reminds me, uh, sorry, uh, I guess not reminds me, it felt like a great pairing with uh, the L. Fanning film Teen Spirit, which is also about a young woman pursuing music. Uh, the, the circumstances are very different, but some of the themes are similar. So if you've seen one, I think you'd like the other and vice versa. Although, uh, to that end, um, both of them are very limited release, like small movies. So there's a good chance you haven't seen either. Uh, But I really like both, and I think they're both worth watching. So if you can find Wild Rose, I would recommend it. Uh, That said, that's pretty much it. Short episode today. Um, About 20 minutes. That's not too bad. Just for a review episode, we have uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming out this weekend. There will be at least a a statistics episode on that, probably a review episode to go with it as well. 
If you would like to find more episodes, head over to circleoffilm.com. You can find everything listed over there. Also, most places where podcasts can be found, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. You can find me at Circle of Film on Twitter, at Circle of Film on Letterboxd, or uh, email circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe it. Or you can become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film for as little as eight cents an episode. And if you do, you will get early access to every episode from the moment that they are ready to be shared. Uh, like this one was available a full day early, uh, which I'm still recovering. If you cannot tell from the coughing uh, from my... Um, uh, sore throat and and allergies and cold or whatever this is so I've been a little bit behind in these episodes but in the future I assume they will be early uh, by more than a day but we'll see Uh, thank you for listening and as always have a week so long farewell I'll be to say goodnight I know she'll never leave me even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu Nothing's really left or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever, only out of place So long, farewell, oh what I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute So long